Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. First time we've seen them attack them and that's Brandon! Well that's what I wanted to see Robinson do! Hello and welcome to this preview edition of Red Side of Trent as we finally come to the last international break of 2023, which means that Premier League football has returned and that means that Forest are back in action as well with a rare Saturday three o'clock kickoff, which has been something of a novelty this season for us as we entertain Brighton and Hove Albion. I'm delighted to be joined by Joe from Albion Obsessed. Joe, thanks for coming on, much appreciated and I have as a Wicklow here as a co-host. So, Joe, Brighton this season, it's been, I think, I don't know if a mixed bag is actually being a bit harsh given your European sort of conquest, but how have you sort of found the season as a whole so far? Uh, yeah, I've told a lot of people that I've enjoyed the journey more than the destination. Um, we got off to quite a rough start um, in Europe. Um, I think we were we were taught a very quick lesson um, by a team that you know have competed in Europe for years, Athens have incredible European pedigree, and uh, it, it was no, uh, it, it wasn't lost on us that it would be a tough game. Um, and they came, and you know it was one of the wettest nights at the Amex I've ever witnessed in my life. Honestly, I, I think, I think my clothes are still wet from that night. To be honest, it was ridiculous, um, and the the result uh, matched my mood, um, which wasn't great. Um, but I, I think we we came back and we showed real great character in in the the second game against Marseille. You go two 0 down at such a tough place to go. Um, it's it's a long way back for sure. Um, and we came back and drew that game to all. And then we've just beaten four time European champions Ajax. Given they're not the same team uh, as they have been, um, but we've just gone to their patch and beaten them very comfortably. And they came to the Amex, and they're probably one of the worst teams I've ever seen play us. So, and you know, it's it's an incredible achievement for our football club to to have beaten a, a team of that caliber um, and to be sat second in the Europa League group stage, which I never thought would be possible. Yeah, you're, I you're le- having, uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I like to having a horrific time this season. Yeah. <laughs> 
Full, you're, full you're, you're, capitalizing on that, yeah. <laughs> your league form and, and Europa League form is like gone in two different directions. At the start, Europe not so good. Now really good. Premier League really good at the start. Now not so good this season at the moment. Four draws out your last six, losing twice and drawing the other four. Um, is, is Europa League having an impact despite, like, regardless of the injuries, do you think? Uh, I don't think it's as much the Europa League having the impact. I think the injuries, you know, it, it's a it's a thing of what, would those injuries have happened without that competition? Would we, you know, we would have still been in the Carabao Cup. We're out of that. That's one less competition to to um, worry about. Um, I think it's it's one of those balancing acts that teams when they get into Europe for the first time and uh, with a squad with the majority of the players that haven't been in a European competition for the first time it's quite a shock for them that they've got to play on a Thursday and then they're playing again on on a Sunday Sunday afternoon so it's quite a big turnaround um but yeah I think the injuries more than just the the sheer uh, volume of games has has really hurt us. You could say they go hand in hand, but um, you know um, the injuries happen in really unfortunate circumstances. In a game, Solly March's knee goes against Man City, and he's in, in the form of his life. Estupinian, um, you know, we're, we're so unlucky in in those positions where you know we think okay Estupinian's out we we'll have Solly March fill in that that'll be absolutely fine and he done such a good job there and has done such a good job there before as well and then his knee goes it's just awful luck um and i'm just hoping that some of these players come back because the the injury list is a decent starting lineup which is really annoying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was about to lead on to that actually the injuries are looking pretty bleak i mean uh we saw speak about that mitoma uh, Estepina and March, Welbeck, Milner and the Hood all out confirms. Um, obviously, Evan Ferguson played in midweek. He was initially meant to be ruled out. Uh, Lewis Dunk is also touch and go because obviously I know he didn't really go with the England set up either. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a bit bleak. I mean, I've just had a look now. I think you've had 10 injuries this season, which is three less than us, I will say. But uh, <laughs> I guess obviously when you're competing on multiple fronts, it's very difficult to maintain. I mean, Obviously, with those players out, especially, I know, obviously, Matoma being the biggest one there, really. But equally, like you said, like the Hoods slotted in pretty nicely. Um, what sort of team do you think you were to put together for Saturday? Um, you know, it just really, really depends on whether we get these players back and get them on the training pitch with enough enough time to come back into a Premier League game. Um, I, I think it'll be stealing goal um, and it'll be Veltman... Igor and Dunk as centre-backs if Dunk's fit. Hopefully, I say hopefully, I don't really like this option at left-back, but James Milner is probably the only option you, you could have, whether you slot Pascal Gross there or, or switch Pascal Gross to the right and put Velt, uh, Veltman at the left. Oh, I, I don't want to be Deserby this weekend. Let, that's, is, let's is, just say that. Is Tariq Lamptey not available? Is he injured again? He's injured again. Um, oh my goodness! I'm, I'm, that, honestly, the boys made a glass. Weirdly, I, th- I actually think like midfield and and like up front is where you probably have quite a lot of depth because like I look at midfield and you've still got like Billy Gilmore, Belieber, Gross, Lalana potentially if Lalana's fit. Gil yeah. uh, who's coming this season. I don't know. Mm. I know he had a bit of a stinker at Villa, but then like up front you've still got Fatty Adingra. Ferguson or Jao Pedro, it's still quite a 
decent lineup, mm. to be honest. So I, I think it's just depth on, on the bench in it for you guys. Yeah, exactly that. We've seen a lot of under 23s coming on the bench um, the last few games. Um, probably the under 23s that you would have would expect to be the next ones that will break through into the team. And, you know, we've, we've been blessed to have such great players come through our academy. Uh, the likes of Evan Ferguson, obviously Solly March and Lewis Dunk being being two that came through the academy years ago. Um, Hinshelwood, who you mentioned, who who looks a real great talent. Um, so we're lucky in that sense that we've got that as like a safety blanket if our injury crisis does go really, really bad. Um, but, you know, I, I'm hopeful that a lot of these players are on the tail end of, of their recovery and, and they come back. You know, we, we're still missing Julio and CISO, who played so well for us at the end of last season and um, really hit the ground running at the start of this season as well and then goes and gets injured for, for five, uh, four months or, or something crazy like that. So... There's a lot of players to come back, um, and when they do, it's going to be like six new signings. Um, so we can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, until then, we've got some unbelievably tough games that Deserby, you know, really has to put together the the best squad possible. And um, the the fact that we're still, you know, there or thereabouts at the the top end of the Premier League table is, is shocking to me. I thought we were, really would struggle. Um, but it's a really telling few weeks now. And I think the next few weeks will define the rest of the season. On the uh, topic of Deserby, so not that I'm sure you want me to flag it at all, but it does seem as if reports from Spain seem to be quite growing in substance as well that suggest that Real Madrid could be buying him up as a potential replacement for Carlo Ancelotti. I mean, on the one hand, I'm sure that must make you feel very proud in the sense that you've got a manager of that calibre. On the other hand, it's sort of like... <laughs> You just have like half a season of stability. Would that be nice without losing your best players or key coaching staff? It's just the way of being a, a you know a club like Brighton. You know, I'm sure you guys have, have had players that have been re- really, really good for you and, and have left sooner than you would have liked them to. Um, absolutely, all for, the wrong, all for the all for the right reasons, though, Joe. Normally they go off. yeah no that's fair that's fair um yeah obviously we'd like them to stay a little bit longer but you know there's a there is a little bit of reality check that comes in as to we know who we are we know how we're looked at in in the football pyramid um and until there's a, a batch of players that say actually no we really like what we're doing at brighton here we want to build on this and, and stay for a good few seasons. I, I think that change is starting to happen. You see the likes of Matoma signing a, a massive deal, Evan Ferguson signing a huge deal as well. Um, and, and that's huge, um, huge statement for us um, to, to hopefully keep hold of these players. And I really hope that those deals aren't just signed so we can get a huge fee for them next, next summer. Because as you say, as a fan, it's it's heartbreaking you know we we've seen such unbelievable players over the last 18 months play for our football club and we're so lucky but now we're left with you know still really good players but huge holes Moises Caicedo we haven't replaced him Alexis McAllister these are two players that you know you you really don't come by that often um especially for for a club like us so it's it's a massive miss, um, and you know if Deserby leaves, it would it would leave another huge thing for our board to to react and, and bring in someone that can can take this club 
to to the next level that our owners clearly want to go to. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really difficult thing to see. Um, but I hope that the Zerbi has a little bit more about him and, and wants to stay with Brighton for a little bit longer. Um, and you know, but then you know he backs himself. He's he's Italian. He's got that you know arrogance about him that. He wants to be the very best. So if Real Madrid come calling, who are we to say, sorry, Mr. Zerbi, no, you're not going there. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you, you would. Yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. I think it's a different situation to Graham Potter because I think even Brighton fans thought, um, yeah, he's got a really good thing going at Brighton, but is he ready for that next step? And it was clear very, very quickly that he wasn't ready for that. But I think to Zerbi's different and... If he goes to an elite club, I, I think he will do incredibly well. Uh, how how has it been? Obviously, you mentioned about not replacing Moises Casado and and James uh, James Milner, uh, Alexis McAllister. Sorry, <laughs> I wish we could uh, replace James Milner. <laughs> uh, yeah, McAll- McAllister and Casado. Um, what 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 what? That, that's quite like a big hole to fill because there's like two mm. big players, especially in like the center of the park. How how has that been for you guys? What what's been like the the midfield kind of combination that has been tried and tested and maybe what you think might be the best. I, I had a look at, cause I'm all, cause, cause like my family's come from Poland. I'm always interested in seeing what Polish players are like. And you know, I know you lot, you guys sh- uh, shopped in that market, but Jacob Moda got a huge, huge injury, but I seen that he was back on the bench uh, for the game against Sheffield United. So I'm sure hopefully he'll come back into the mix at some point. Mm. Um, but yeah, what, what's your thoughts on, on that area of the pitch for you? I think it's absolutely fine going forwards. Um, I, I've got no issues with what what we have in terms of creativity in, in the middle of the park. Um, it's you know, it's clear to see that we're shipping goals for fun at the moment, and we, we're really struggling to keep a clean sheet in the league. Um, and if you look back to last season as to the job Moises Caicedo done defensively for us, he would mop up every single mistake, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, and. You miss that. Uh, how difficult it is to come across a, a midfielder like him, a number six like him. There, there aren't many of those in world football. You saw Liverpool struggle to 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 get one in, um, and you know they they come at a huge, huge price, and it's clear to see that with his transfer fee. Um, and you know when when you ask Belieber to come in at nineteen years old to to hopefully do the same job. It's a it's a big big ask, um, and you know we've been lucky with the players that we bought through. You know Moises Caicedo was was completely unknown to us eighteen months ago. Really, you know he was he was a player that was on the fringe of the squad, out on loan in Belgium, comes back in because we've got an injury crisis, and then hits the ground running. You can't expect that to happen all the time. And as I say, we've been really lucky. Um, I would like our owners to to dip into the market in January, but then the January market is unbelievably tough, and and we're no strangers to that. So, it's it's the defensive uh, capabilities we lack in in midfield that are leaving our our backline so unbelievably vulnerable. Um, and it's clear to see with with how many goals we're shipping. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. Yeah, it's, I've just been having a little scan for results. I mean, on the face of it, with the Villa aside, which obviously I think you can kind of put down to a freak result in context. Yeah, no, I have no idea what happened there, mate. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, bizarre. I remember watching like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, it, it's one of those where everything they touch turns to gold and it's, you can't really do a lot about it. Weirdly, mm. it's one of those defies all logic. But, you know, obviously you consider twice at home to Liverpool. That's not particularly out of the ordinary. Two yeah. at City, again, not particularly out of the ordinary. But I'd be more concerned about, if you look at the last three results, obviously three one-all draws against Fulham, Sheffield United and Everton. All three of those teams are in the bottom five in the Premier League at the minute. And even before Everton's deduction, they're in that sort of point. So is it a case of these teams are just basically just flooding their own box and hitting you on the counter? Or is there something else that's maybe causing you not to sort of beat the teams that maybe should be looking to beat, especially at home? Yeah, I think the the Sheffield United game, that turned on its head as soon as the red card happened. Um and, you know, suddenly I said in, in, in my podcast, as soon as that red card happens, Sheffield United suddenly turn into a competent Premier League team. Uh, I, I don't understand how that happens. That shift of mentality, that shift of momentum. Uh, but obviously with one extra player, you know, it, we, I think we were lucky not to lose that game. I think Sheffield United could have easily um, come on and... and and, and beat us there. But before that red card, we were controlling the game, no problem. I, I think we would have got a second goal um, and I think we would have gone on to, to win that game quite comfortably. The Fulham game, again, I don't want to blame our shortcomings on officiating, but the pl- the, the player who scored their equaliser shouldn't have been on the pitch. It, it was it was pretty much GBH against Pascal Gross from Polina. He should have been down down the police station rather than having a, a red card. So, um, you know, all of these things that factor into would that have happened? Would this have happened? I don't know. Uh, but I don't want to be that guy that blames the referees for everything. It, it's it's clear to see that we're not scoring goals and killing games when we should do, um, and it's it's a it's a big problem, especially against. The teams that, and I don't want to sit here and be that that guy and says the teams that we should be beating, but the teams that you would you would think that we would have a better chance of of getting all three points from. I just wanted to ask you, Joe, on a couple of players who have like kind of looked 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 quite bright. Um, a Dingra who came back on loan from on loan was he in the Belgian league, I think. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, USG. like. What what an emergency he what an emergency he's been because I bet you a lot of people have seen him and gone oh Brighton have discovered this new player when he was actually been there for a little while obviously mm. the the queue of getting Ansu Fati on loan and then and Jao Pedro from from Watford has been what seems like great business for you guys especially at the top end of the field what have you made of each of them guys uh, so far this season. Yeah, firstly, Simon Adingra is another one of those wingers that we haven't really seen at our football club. Um, a, a winger that just picks the ball up and, and drives at teams. Um, I, I think we were missing that since Anthony Knockhart left. 
Um, I think Jose Izquierdo was was close to that, but his injury problems were insane. Um, but then when Karen Matoma came through last season, we were like, uh, what is this winger that just runs at players <laughs> and takes them on and scores goals? Um, and then Simon Adingra has come in and done exactly the same thing. He had a great preseason, um, but the, the question was, can he take that into, into the league? And he scores a goal on the opening day, which sets his confidence sky high and um, has been... Uh, a shoe in for 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 that le- uh, right hand side ever since I think and is probably one of the first names on the team sheet for Roberto De Zerbi. He's very dangerous. And um, for Ansu Fati, you know, deadline day comes around that the rumours a couple of days before Brighton have signed Ansu Fati on loan from Barcelona. We're we're like no chance, not a chance in hell. Um, and then when a couple of days later we were. This is a funny story, actually. We were at the Europa League uh, draw party. So we were at the Amex watching uh, the draw happen on the big screen. Um, And after the draw was made, uh, Paul Barber, our CEO, comes on the screen um, and has like a Zoom call with everyone in the room. Um, And uh, he goes, I probably shouldn't say this because it's not confirmed yet, but we've signed him. And we're like, everyone's going absolutely insane. Like, how have we signed Ansu Fati, the, the the player who took Lionel Messi's number 10 shirt and was dubbed, you know, a couple of years ago as the next best thing alongside Vinny Jr., etc. And and now he's at our football club. Um and he's been a joy to watch. He 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 took a little bit of time to 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 get back the confidence that he was clearly lacking at Barcelona over the last season or so. Um, but the the same player is still in there. Um, the, the goals he scored, the link-up play, especially the the partnership with Adingra, who obviously we've just spoken about, those partnerships are starting to form. And when they start to form, I, I'm really excited to see what happens for us. Um, and for Jao Pedro to be, I think, one of the top scorers in the Europa League, a few of those penalties, absolutely. But, you know, you still got to put them away. Um, he, he's been really important for us. Um, and £30 million, looks to be well spent as you say um so we're just hoping these guys can can stay um red hot um throughout the whole season but they've got a lot of competition as we've already pointed out so i'm sure they will definitely i remember when watching pedro at watford when he got relegated it was like how is he still there like it was it was ridiculous he spent the whole of last season in the championship it was absolutely bizarre to me no one else picked him up but the hilarious he, thing is when yeah. we bought when we bought him in i think watford's season was pretty much done um or or something like or he wasn't playing because he was injured so he came to the amex a little bit early to to be unveiled to the fans um and he came to the amex uh, whilst we were losing 5 0 to Everton. So that was like a well <laughs> welcome to the Amex, uh Jao Pedro. This is what you've got to deal with next season. Um <laughs> that wasn't fun. What a bizarre watch that was. I remember watching that. that. Was I was at Forest. I can't remember who we was playing Southampton. It was Southampton, weren't it? Yeah. Because we were we were like top. obviously ruining Everton winning that game. Huddling around it. It was like, how is this happening? Like every, I've <laughs> never that was one of the few times that I really rate Zerbi as a manager. But I was like, the whole world can see they flood in the middle. So why are you still trying to play through the middle? It was just so <laughs> bizarre watching that. But it on the awful. um without wanting to poke the bear, shall we say. Um, obviously, I know you've mentioned a uh, contentious refereeing decision. It seems everyone's had at least five this season going by the yeah. That's another debate for another time. But Deservey's comment about how he hates 80% of English refs 
is possibly one of my favourite comments from a referee, uh, from a, a manager since Mourinho left the Prem. Like, I mean, but how are you slightly concerned about that? I don't know if there's been any ramifications yet. I don't know if they've been fined or banned or anything like that. But surely that's. Um, you can't get fined for just saying you hate refs because everyone hates refs. <laughs> you totally can. Like, um, it's, I, I it's was anyone. <laughs> I was listening to um, a podcast earlier. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I listened to the Jack Mate Happy Hour podcast. Yes, and I do. He he had um, Ian Holloway on, and Ian Holloway was just talking about the fact that one game he made nine changes from his previous um, yes, starting lineup, and he got fined twenty five grand. For it, it for yeah, and you know, if if we're talking about people that are going to find someone just for changing his team, if 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 they're going to turn around and manager's going to turn around and say, "I hate eighty percent of you," there will be ramifications. And I wonder. I, do you think the referees yeah, are probably. arguing amongst themselves of which twenty percent he does like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's been a list. Like this, this has been the topic of converse, conversation in the international break for for Brighton fans. Like who does he hate and who does he like? Um, and Anthony Taylor, who I believe is refereeing the yes, game this weekend, is. is not one of them. Well, did you see the decision he made in the championship when he got demoted? I think it was Preston no. against. Um, I can't remember who the, who Preston are playing, but the penalty you have to find it because the penalty is laughable. And you're like, and then he's been reinstated back into the Premier League. It's it's uh, an it's absolute shambles cir- from top to bottom. Circus. It's it, it it really is. Like the the audio they release is even even on the decisions they get right, the audio is a complete and utter mess. <laughs> like how how these people were in charge of one of the best leagues in the world and the best sport in the world. And we've got all of this technology that's so incredible, automated offsides that was rejected by clubs and officials at the start of the season. How is, how is that possible? <laughs> like, it works so well in the World Cup. Um, and I, I just don't understand how it's so unbelievably incompetent. And like we had one uh, last weekend where... The Sheffield United player sort of turned around, had his arm up like that, and it, it hit his arm. And it was like identical to one that was given against Lewis Dunk earlier in the season. You talk about consistency. I don't think that's a penalty, in my opinion, because it was so close to him. But if you're given the one for Lewis Dunk, you've got to give that one as well. Um, it's just all over the place. And I I I don't think anyone can blame the Zerbi for saying he hates eighty percent of them because you know I definitely don't blame him. No, I mean, I don't, I don't. one example of that. I mean, the inconsistency that mm. we had it when we went to United. Rashford dives, wins a penalty. The very oh, next game, geez. when when United had Arsenal, um, was it Havertz that went down with more contact, but that got overturned. It was like, well, if you're giving that, you can't like. <laughs> It's just yeah. oh, an absolute unreal cluster. Weirdly, weirdly, Christian, I think against West Ham was like the least incidents with VAR yeah. all season we've had. So that was quite that nice. Was it, I mean, it was initially designed to be used every like three or four games. It wasn't designed to be used for every decision. It's ridiculous. But anyway, we are digressing and we're going to <laughs> mode. But um, looking ahead to the weekend, uh, Joe, obviously uh, Forest have had a sort of more stable start than last season. Either the table doesn't necessarily reflect that too much. Uh, what have you made of our sort of start and progress from last season? 
Yeah, I mean, you guys gave us a really good game at the end of last season um, and took it to us. You were relentless. Um, you, you held no prisoners and you guys need really needed those points. And it was a game where you know we came off the back of a really heartbreaking loss to Man United um, a few days before it um, at Wembley. Um, and, you know, it, that I, I thought that game would be make or break for us, that we can bounce back from this, that we would get Europe. And then we lose 3-1 and it's like, oh my goodness me, what are we going to do now? And then I think a few weeks later, we we lose heavily to Everton and we have a couple of good wins in, in between that. Um, so it, it was a really weird part of the season. And, um, you know, you guys had such a powerful team and the atmosphere at your place is, is, is incredible. I don't know if it's been the same this season, but certainly last season I heard lots of comments saying how good it was. Um, and you're unbeaten at home this season. You know, it's clearly a tough place to come. Um, and I think you guys have the players in, in your squad to, to, to hurt any team on any given day. Um, so it's going to be a really tough game for us, um, no doubt. So, you know, I, I'm glad a, a team, you know, we, we were we were where Forrest was. We were lo- possibly lower than where Forrest were. Um, and, you know, Get last season, you were probably shoo-ins to, to go down. Everyone was saying, oh, Forest will go down, no problem. It, that's one relegation place sorted, but you prove them wrong. Um, and then you come stay up and ho- I, I, I would imagine stay up this season. You've done some great recruitment. I think, was it last season, you brought in like 20 players or something? 30, ridiculous. let's come on, let's give us credit, yeah. 30. <laughs> <laughs> that's just insane. And, you know, everyone thought, can can they get squad morale out of that? I, I questioned it, I can't lie, but it proved me wrong and you've got some really good players and you've got a really good squad um, and the club were absolutely right not to sack Cooper. Who who do you kind of look at, Joe, as a, as, as threats where you might have weaknesses? I know you talked about fullback being a bit of a particular weakness because you've got a lot of injuries. So I assume someone like an Anthony Alanga kind of puts the fear in Brighton fans for Saturday. Yeah, um, I, I can't say I've watched you guys enough to to pinpoint the players that could really cause us problems, uh, you know, comparing to how we play at the moment. Um, but all I know is that you are a really good physical side that will, you know, will will, will hurt us if we're not careful. And, you know, set pieces, um, we're absolutely atrocious. At oh, so are we. We're terrible. <laughs> oh, are you? Okay, thank God for that. that. Well, what a lovely game it's going to be on Saturday. I can't <laughs> wait for it. What, what, two... what are we going for, lads? Eight all? <laughs> yeah, two, just two teams you can't defend set pieces. Yeah. Score from them. So I think we are we've scored one goal from a set piece all season, and we've conceded seven, which is the league worst and highest regarding either side. I'm sure so. we won't be far behind that. Trust me. <laughs> Don't worry. It's gonna be it'll be a, a comedy fest with set pieces then on Saturday. So um I look forward to it. But you know, we've got players that can hurt you, you've got players that can hurt us, and your your home form, you're unbeaten. What you you would have liked a few of those games to, to have been wins. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, we're, we're coming to a really tough place and we're, we're a bit shot for injuries at the moment. So now, now is your best chance to, to, to beat us. I think. Oh, let's hope so. 
<laughs> I, I certainly don't hope so. <laughs> we, we, our next, I, I, don't, I know, I know. Just for, sorry, Christian. But our like next six games are so could be very pivotal for our season. Really, we've got like yourselves, Everton next. We go to Fulham, Wolves, then Bournemouth and Tottenham come to the wow. City ground. So like we've got four home games to really like, and and two and then two away games where against teams where we should be in and amongst. At least it, you've so. got really winnable game at the end of that. Yeah. Spurs. Tough, definitely, we'll see they've got a lot of injuries. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy. <laughs> There's the, the horns of Brennan Johnson, is what I fear, but we'll see. But, um, anyway, right, to, wrap things right. up, uh, to wrap things up, a score prediction for you for Saturday, Joe. Uh, I was on another Forest podcast about an hour ago, um, and I said 2 1 to Brighton, and I think I've got to stick with that. Uh, so yeah, yeah you can't go. change. Oh, flip flop, <laughs> two, 2 1 Albion. Nice. All right. Well, I hope you're wrong, obviously. But um, many thank you for coming on. Uh, so just to wrap up, obviously, you're Albion Obsessed, am I right in saying? Yeah. So the podcast is Albion Obsessed. Uh, we do post-match reaction. Uh, we do a couple of other little bits here and there. We get a few guests on as well. Um, we've had, you know, ex-players, ex-chairmen, etc. We've got a little documentary coming out soon as well, which was really fun to shoot, um, oh. which I've been very lapsed on editing, so I best crack on with that. Um, we filmed it in August and it's still not out. So, yeah, that that's my bad. But, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll be out soon. And, you know, if you a want release, any Albion content, come a on. Re- a release for Christmas, Joe? Uh, I hope before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Premier Pro, son. But I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, massive thank you for your time, Joe. And yeah, I, was, I don't know if you're going on Saturday, but I hope it's the top there, regardless. Fingers crossed on the result, but we'll see. Um, anyway, top for those listening, uh, yeah, obviously, we'll be back for our usual post match review after the game, whether it's on Saturday or Sunday, we'll see. And up until then, come on, your heads. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 